This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today I'm really delighted to introduce you to two fabulous guests. Our first guest, Erica Diamond, and I have so much in common, I feel we could practically be soul sisters. She is a dynamo, and I love her Instagram page, at Erica Diamond. I'll tell you more about her in just a moment, but also on the program, we have singer-songwriter Melissa Lauren, who's going to be singing an original and fabulous cover of one of my favorite tunes. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about our first illustrious guest. Teaching people globally how to prioritize self-care, Erica Diamond is a certified life coach and certified yoga and meditation teacher. She is the lifestyle and parenting correspondent weekly on global television in Montreal. She is also a professional speaker, the host of the Erica Diamond podcast, which I listened to last night, quite a few episodes, loving it. The course creator of Busy to Bliss and the Burnout Rescue Blueprint. She's also here today to tell us about her brand new book. Here it is. It's the new best-selling release, List Your Goals Journal, which I have right here in my hands, and I'm loving it. Erica is also the founder and editor-in-chief of the award-winning lifestyle platform, ericadiamond.com, and what a fabulous website. Formerly Women on the Fence, but now it's ericadiamond.com, and it's just chock full of so many goodies, and they really are goodies. So take a look at that. Erica Diamond has been named on the coveted list of the top 20 women in Canada, Forbes Magazine's top 100 sites for women, and a profit hot 50 Canadian company. Erica's a busy mom of two teen boys and a diehard music lover. And I'm going to ask her after if she sings. I want to know about that too. Erica Diamond, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to chat. Congrats to you and all the work that you're doing in this space. You're just helping, inspiring, empowering, entertaining so many people. And it's incredible. So thank you, Erica. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. As I said, like in the virtual green room before the show, I love that we have so much in common as coaches, yoga and meditation people, on-air hosts. And one of the things that I love about your Instagram page is the way you teach people how to prioritize self-care so they can experience less stress, more calm, and greater joy every day. Can you tell me a little bit more about self-care and what it means for you? Sure. So I think self-care has gotten a really bad rap over the years. We think of self-care as, you know, spa massages and manicures. And while we love those, I'm the first person to get in line for a good Swedish massage. The self-care that I teach is really deep healing work. And so the self-care that I teach doesn't always feel so pleasurable in the moment, (laughs) like, you know, diving deep into our finances and making a plan to pay off our debt or breaking up with a toxic friend or, you know, looking at our boundaries between ourselves and our bosses or people around us imposing strict boundaries. So to me, self-care is this really kind of important piece. Self-care is in essence, the foundation to you thriving personally and professionally. And so this is really anything you do to refill your cup, to take care of yourself, particularly in times of stress because actually the studies show in those periods of duress and stress, that is when we need it the most and we generally do it the least. Well, you really walk the walk and talk the talk because I see your Instagram page every day. You're doing it. You're starting those five morning routine elements. I actually brought my, my big, I can't even lift it, water here, which I don't always drink. I, I have to say I'm trying to be better at it. But I want to just go back to the beginning and ask you about your childhood because we have so much in common. I was wondering, were you a performer as a child? Were you an athlete? And Would you describe your childhood as a happy one? I'm just curious because we have such a similar path now that I'm wondering how you all started. So I feel very fortunate and lucky to have two of the most joyful parents. No trauma, 
I really, really consider myself lucky. I had a mom who was a therapist, a dad who was a, a businessman. And so to this day, I, I think I married the both and I took the business and psychology together and made it my work as I wow. grew up. But it was really happy. I was a dancer. I was a ballet teacher. Music was music and food and passion and people and love and joy and honoring our boundaries. So my mom was like ahead of her time. Honestly, like I would get home from school at four o'clock. There was a steak with mashed potatoes and broccoli <laughs> waiting on the table at 430 because nice. I'd have to go to dance. She believes in eating when you're hungry, sleeping when you're tired, not listening to what anyone's doing tune into your body. She taught me about healthy eating. She taught me about self-respect. She talked about, my dad taught me about being bold and daring and going for things in life. And what's the worst that's going to happen? What's the elephant <laughs> in the room? You're going to fail. You're going to try and you're going to fail, but you can come back from anything. And so these were the messages that I experienced growing up. And I am trying because I even say to my mom, we're super close. And um, I say to my mom, whenever I don't know what to do with the boys, I'm like, what would you have done in this situation? <laughs> I think you raised someone who is pretty, I, I, I work really hard and I think I have pretty good self-esteem. And so I'm like, what would, it's, it, that line is hard sometimes, Judy, I think you know, right? Like I once, just to tell you quickly, in my early days of blogging, I once shared, so as bloggers, we have a thing called Wordless Wednesday. So the picture was, was of my three-year-old son on the ice. <laughs> He's a skater. And he was like in the skating lesson and he was like head down and he was done. So I said the on the fence question of the day, where do we push them to not raise quitters? To push them that we committed to this, you gotta get up. And when do we know it's enough? Yes. They've done enough, we've pushed them too hard. So that line is always <laughs> difficult to straddle. So when I don't know what to do in my own life, I'm like, mom, what would you have done? <laughs> you know. So my childhood was really happy and my parents continue to be my best friends and my mentors and the most amazing grandparents to my teen boys. And so, it was happy and I'm really, really lucky and fortunate. And I know that. I love that. And you can see it in what you do and all that you do. You really can see that. And it's wonderful to see. You've coached thousands of women around the world on self-care, how to get unstuck, how to live more empowered lives. Can you tell us what characterizes you as a life coach? What is your special brand of coaching all about? So, uh, well, I do just that. So how I came to this is was my experience and my close encounter with burnout. So when I had my first company, we were growing, we were a profit hot 50 company. After two years, I was the only female CEO on that list. We were top 30 under 30, all these wonderful things were happening. And I was quietly burning out. Mm -hmm. It was my mom, my amazing mom therapist who said, Erica, there's something up. I think you need to speak to somebody. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to Sandra and it was Sandra, my <laughs> therapist who explained to me, Erica, we don't want you to dull your shine. No one is telling you to throw fire on the flame, but rather complement it with a calming lifestyle. And it was Sandra who introduced mm -hmm. me to meditation and yoga 20 years ago. Wow. And so through my journey of marrying, like we said, my parents really like the business and life coaching. Um, so I got certified to become a life coach because I had been a mentor to women in business, even from 26 after I started my company. But then as I started womenonthefence.com, I started to get speaking engagements. I got hired as the weekly parenting and lifestyle correspondent on Global News here in Montreal, wrote a book, started doing all these things and was always kind of helping women. And then I'm like, you know what, for me to feel good and to have the proper expertise, I want to get certified because this is right. what I do. And then four or five years ago, I married my love of yoga with my love of life coaching because I, I dealt with their minds and I wanted to connect with their bodies and help release oh. tension and stress on the yoga mat. And so that's how I came to marry life coaching meditation. And I think my brand is what you said. I think, and I think you'll attest to this, Judy, there's like a lot of, can we swear? There's a lot of bullshitters out there. Like there's a lot of experts who don't walk the walk, who don't practice what they preach. They present this kind of thing. They share all the tips with you. They don't do them. So I think what makes me good at what I do is all these methods are tried and true in practice. So besides the fact that I'm certified to do this, I take my life experiences and all the work with the women to be able to transfer that to other women. And so, so cool. I just think by doing this, having those Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 <laughs> hours has made me good. Wow. I think the art of the, like, why are you such a great host? Because you've done so many interviews <laughs> uh, and you. you've touched all different people. So I don't think we can minimize practice and yeah. repetition in making us good. 
So true. And you teach yoga. You even taught yoga during COVID because I always saw this on your Instagram, which is so cool. What was that like for you doing it online? Like that must have been quite an adjustment. So it was hard. I Listen, it was all there was. And I didn't want people to stop finding their breath. So it's what I did. And then a couple of summers ago, I built this beautiful, what I call it my outdoor Zen den. And it's green, (laughs) and it's white. And I put in all these speakers in the backyard. And we do morning yoga. We do evening yoga under the stars. I'm a musicaholic. And so my music's pretty good. We have like amazing, empowering music. Sometimes it's like sexy music, you know, (laughs) and we flow outside. And so even in COVID last summer, I was doing that. We were allowed to gather like five people in the backyard. I started with that. So I've been teaching outside. The truth is, is it's the fall now and I'm still assessing I can teach a couple of more weeks outside till it's cold. You and I both live in the, in the, in the Arctic freeze in the yes. winter. So I'm deciding whether I'm going to go back into studio. I'm going to teach here. I'm still deciding what I want to do this fall. But again, part of self-care is me honoring my boundaries. And I'm good at that. So I'm like, what makes my heart joyful? How to connect with my students? Like, do I want to be back in studio? Do I want to teach from home? So I'm still deciding. Well, let me know because if it's online, I'd love to do one of your classes because I think it'd yeah. be so, so cool. I want to congratulate you, as just mentioned on your brand new book, List Your Goals Journal, 100 Lists to Inspire and Motivate Your Growth. It's so well done. It's so user-friendly. Like, it's just so nightside table, bedside table. Let's just enjoy it every night. And when, you know, you could do it all in one fell swoop, fill out all the lists. Or I would think it's way more fun to savor it and enjoy it, which is what I'm going to do with it. Can you tell us about your brainchild and how it all came together? Oh, I'm so proud of this. We were actually a number four new release on Amazon in self-help. So it's really exciting. And I mean, it's what I teach my clients. It's what I know works is there is a power to putting the pen to paper, to doing these brain dumps, to be able to problem solve through our problems. And so this journal, this nightstand journal is a beautiful piece to be able to manifest your goals and dreams over the next year. And why I love it is because it's broken down to five different topics. So we'll say on the back, make meaningful changes in all aspects of your life with prompts centered on five key areas. So there's personal growth, professional growth, healthy habits, relationships, and well-being. So So you are problem solving your way to abundance and manifesting a beautiful life personally, professionally with your kids, with your boss, with your partner. Yes. And so I actually recommend actually not to do it in one fail swoop. I always say the idea is not quantity, it's quality. So keep this journal on your nightstand five minutes in the morning, maybe five to 10 minutes before bed at night when the world is quiet. Journaling is the most beautiful form of self-care, gratitude. So it's a beautiful morning routine. And people are, I'm hearing from people around the world that they're on their way to manifesting things. They've gotten out of toxic relationships, you know, because they realize it's not serving. So it's, it's really been helping people around the world and it's brand new. And I, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fabulous. You know, I'm going to recommend it to my clients because I do, you know, some of my major things when I meet a new client is I'll do the wheel of life, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes. But I'm going to recommend this because it's such a great way to really get thinking. And, you know, I I don't know if you're familiar with Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. She was on our program. She wrote the seminal book on creativity. For those listeners who don't know the book, it's a great book. But this sort of lays it all out for you. You don't have to think. You just have to go, okay. That's why I love it. That's the beauty of it is some people, you know, they hear journaling is good and they hear gratitude is good and it's effective and all this stuff, but they don't know what to do and they don't know how to brain dump. They don't know how to free flow. This is for the expert journaler, but this is for the newbie. It's guided journal prompts and there's 20 beautiful affirmations that are serving you that will serve you in your day. And so it's just that it's kind of like a brainless way to change your life. <laughs> so better. good. It's so good. And I love that. There's a couple of pages that I really love that I want to mention. List the dream, the ways you improve boundaries around your iPhone. Okay. That was so important to me. And I also read about you or heard about you on one of the podcasts or somewhere that you don't sleep with your iPhone, which I'm so guilty of. So can you explain that? You have your iPad there so you can do your meditation, but you keep your phone in another room. Oh, yeah. Brave. No, no. How do you do it? No, no. I'm, again, you know, this has been a work in progress. I'm pretty good at it. So phone is nowhere near me. Phone is not even on silent. Phone is off. Phone is off in a way. And I have my iPad because that's where I listen to my guided meditations. I wish there would be another way. I wouldn't even use electronic device, but definitely not my phone because I'm 
a little bit of a woo-woo in the way is I, I don't like kind of Wi-Fi ra radioactive ways. And so I don't want to be near any cellular anything um, for radiation. I don't know, I, whatever. I'm a little bit weird that way. So my phone is away and my iPad is every night for the last 10 years, Judy, I have not missed a night. It's how I fall asleep every night, a guided 45 to 60 minute meditation. I generally don't make it past eight minutes. To <laughs> you fall asleep. Minutes. I so relate to this. I, I heard your podcast with the guy that you listen to a lot for meditation oh, and for hypnotherapy. What a great interview, by the way. Congratulations on that. But I love that because it reminded me, I don't do that one, but I do John Kabat-Zinn's yes. mindfulness, mindfulness for Beginners Body Scan. Also 45 minutes. I've also never gotten past the first 10 or 11 minutes because I'm conked out after. But it just does change your whole trajectory. And I find when I don't do it, because I'm not going to say I've done it every night for 10 years. I do it a lot. But the days you don't, you start to notice. Well, the benefits are twofold. It helps with stress during the day and it helps with sleep. Yes. So that's why for my clients, if they want to start meditating, like I, I won't even... It, like normally for a beginner, we'd say a five minute body scanner or a couple of deep breaths. When I talk about sleep meditation, I tell them to just, it, this is completely not unintrusive of your day. It's in your ears, lying your back is the very last thing you do and give yourself at least a 30 minute guided meditation to music because we need time to yeah. listen, to be guided, to let the music float us off. And we know that 21 days to form a new habit 66 days up to six months for it to start to become more automatic. So I always say, if you're listening now, you're not sleeping well, you struggle with anxiety or stress during the day, try a sleep meditation. Mm -hmm. It will change your life. You will rewire your brain for more joy. So true. We're also both on Insight Timers. So I checked out some of yours. I have to tell you, last night I did your five-minute calming meditation. It was fabulous. I wrote down the exact name of what it was called, but it was a five-minute thing. It's great on Erica Diamond Insight Timer. And I also did your 10-minute body scan one this morning. They're so good. Like, we forget how important it is. And I always say to our listeners as well, it can be two to five minutes a day. It doesn't have to be a whole big thing. It can be three deep breaths. Remember, we took three deep breaths at the beginning of this show together. It's just big diaphragmatic belly breaths. It changes everything. So true. What's your favorite? I, I showed you some of my favorites. One was the iPhone page. I also loved your five favorite inspiring quotes. I thought that was so wonderful. What's your favorite page in the book or your favorite list? And I'm sure it changes from day to day and week oh to week, right? God. I'm not married to any journal. Well, I have the book here. Let's see. I, I don't have a favorite page because they're so meaningful for different reasons. Uh, you know, list one to three positive habits you can realistically commit to creating over the next 12 months. How mm. will they serve your health? Nice. Now list the ways that creating new healthy habits and leveling up your self-care regime will positively affect your personal and professional life. Reminding yourself why it's important to create a healthy lifestyle will help keep you on track. So I good. love the affirmations. I love the so we talk about abundance and filling our cup. I like the parts in the journal, which is what are we releasing? Mm -hmm. What are we letting go of? What are we shedding? What can we not do this? As I say, like in school this semester, and I say <laughs> no doesn't mean no forever. Yes, It just means no for now. So if you feel like your body is turning into a human pretzel, <laughs> it's time for a divine intervention. And you are that intervener. You are the person to do the intervention on yourself. Yeah, And so it starts with, doing a small thing differently. Mm -hmm. It's not like anyone who says, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. And they're like, okay, I'm going to eat 1500 calories. I mean, any of these radical shifts are not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So I always say, even the days where I'm feeling lazy and I don't want to work out and I don't feel like doing things. Sometimes they say, Erica, just go sit on your yoga mat with no expectation, wow. with no pressure. And so sometimes I go and I sit and it leads to nothing. And sometimes I go and I'll start, you know, stretching and the stretching will turn into just like a downward dog to release like the backs of my legs. And so it's these low expectations, gentle pushes that we give ourselves, nothing earth shadowing, but it's, it's like the quiet hum. It's like the quiet thing that keeps on going. And then you like how you feel. So you want to come back because it works. Mm -hmm. So true. And so it's all about these small, and we've heard it before. It's kind of cliche, right? It's like, you know, baby steps and all that stuff. But if you've done the research as you and I have, we know it. It's not giant leaps because giant leaps are not sustainable. So Anyone true. who loses all those pounds overnight, generally put it back on. Absolutely. So it's 
got to be slow. Yeah. It's got to be three steps forward, you know, one, two steps back. So we learn it's like a dance. We go forward, we move back and we practice compassion and grace. We give ourselves grace when we step off that path. So great. So great. Yeah. What is just briefly the best way for people to use your beautiful book, List Your Goals, Journal 100 List to inspire and motivate your growth? Like, what? How do you recommend people utilize it? Absolutely. So what I generally recommend is everyone starts chapter one, the first chapter, mm -hmm. that's personal growth. Yeah. And then I say, wherever you're struggling the most, it's perfectly okay to jump around and go to the next chapter, not chapter two. If you're struggling with your career or professional goals, jump to chapter four. If you're struggling, you want to get healthy, jump to chapter three. So move around, do a few journal prompts a night. This is about brain dumping and problem solving. I suggest for people to also keep their agendas by the journal, because if you think of something that you want to do, a habit you want to change, Lovely. if you want to wake up tomorrow morning, your agenda is there. It serves as a reminder. You can put recurring tasks. So keep your agenda handy if there is something you want to get in there to create. I love that. You really are a media darling, Erica. Your work has been featured in Forbes magazine, Oprah magazine. Wow. CTV News, City TV, CBC, and now Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio. And I love your reports on global television. They're fantastic. You really do have this sort of infectious optimism and you're a great storyteller. And I love that you're the weekly lifestyle and parenting correspondent on global television. Could you tell us a bit about that gig and what you talk about with your viewers? We're going to hear that answer right after this short commercial break. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zuma Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And I've been having a delightful conversation with Montreal Life Coach, yoga instructor and author of List Your Goals Journal, Erica Diamond. And I was just asking you, Erica, before the break, how you got that amazing gig as the lifestyle and parenting correspondent on global television, Montreal. Yeah. Oh, my God. That gig is nine years old now. I can't even believe it. When they started the Global Morning Show, I was asked to come in and audition for the parenting job every week. And I remember my screen test was how to become a mompreneur in what year? 2011, I think. Wow. So I did my screen test. Um, I had to submit, I remember, five ideas. So we talked about homework strategies. And, and so I used my advice as a certified life coach, but also as a mom. And so we will do anything from allowance to raising empowered girls to but I mean, my God, we've done everything under the sun to social media. What to make for lunch. <laughs> well, we just did that. We just did. So last week, we, Laura and I talked about, so it's back to school. So the dinner routine is more rigid. It's not like the summer. What do you do? Are you the parent who cooks one meal and everyone has to eat it? <laughs> or do you cater to different taste buds? So that was last week. Wow. I talk about the best fall reads for moms and summer reads Yum. and work-life balance tips and working, you know, strategies for moms and and uh, mommy wars in the past. <laughs> and every, I mean, everything from personal, professional parenting, anything that moms are talking about today, how we can unplug and be a more present parent, how our kids can get off their phones, how we can teach them the, like all different topics. And it's wonderful. We sometimes we stick to trending news topics of what's happening now, like TikTok challenges and how we can keep our kids safe to anything that I'm really thinking about that I want to talk about that I run by them. And we plan a few episodes, a few segments at a time. And um, yes, I connect it's a five-minute segment, but we pack a punch into the five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So 
I also love that you're talking about tips to avoid burnout. Can you elaborate on some of your top tips for avoiding burnout for people? Yes, sure. And that's what the Burnout Rescue Blueprint is. It's someone who right now, it's a cheap little seven-day course correction. If you feel kind of like you're breathing from your throat, like you're... You're running from thing to thing. You're feeling really stressed. You're not sleeping well. You're not eating well. And you, <laughs> and you, you feel like you're kind of teetering on this non-serving place. So I would say if you're feeling this way, there are two things that you can do right now that will make a big difference in your life. And that is what we talked about is to start any kind of breath work, breathing meditation. So I would start to, even if it's a box breath, like a four by four by four by four or a four, seven, eight in the morning, put it into your agenda, 1030 in the morning, 330 in the afternoon, a beautiful Dr. Andrew Wall 478 breath mm, is lovely. beautiful. So you inhale to the count of four through your nose. You hold your breath at the top to the count of seven. You exhale through pursed lips to the count of eight. You repeat that about four to six cycles. If you do that in the morning and you do that in the afternoon. So I'm asking you to take a minute out of your day in the morning and a minute out of your day in the afternoon. This over time will really, really help anxiety and worry. It's also a great meditation and breath sequence for sleep. So meditation, I would start drinking more water. I know that sounds really simple, but a lot of us are very dehydrated. It leads to wonky things in our body. And so making sure you're getting enough water and your body is hydrated is important. And I would say walking really, really important mm. is, I mean, I could go on. I'm really passionate. That's what I do is I help people activate more calm and joy and less stress. But walking, if you can keep so your good. running shoes at the desk where you work. Your Fitbit. <laughs> yes. You've got that for your steps, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every day, 10,000 steps minimum, no matter Beautiful. what's happening. I even had a period where I had an injury and couldn't do it outside during the winter. So I walked around my house, like just do those 10,000 steps a day, no matter what. Amazing. Right? Maybe more, Amazing. maybe more. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. But I would say also, if you're feeling burnt out, I'll leave you one more tip, which is I would look at the five pillars of self-care and well-being. So that's what you eat, how you sleep, how you move, how you manage stress and how you connect socially. So where are yes. you struggling the most? What you're eating, how you're sleeping, how you're moving, how you're managing stress, any kind of stress management toolbox and how you connect socially. So put that almost into a pie and wherever your score is the lowest, what is one action step now you can take? So let's say you've been mm. eating like crap. Can the action step be this Sunday, you're going to go to an open air market. You're going to buy some fresh fruits and vegetables. You're going to come home, cut them up, put them in Tupperware. Or can you prepare a meat sauce on Sunday or a chicken, throw it in the freezer? Can you do one step? So that this way you wake up Monday morning or Wednesday morning, you pull out the meat sauce from the freezer or you yes. pull out a chicken. When you're hungry during the week for a snack, all your vegetables are cut up with some hummus. So you're avoiding reaching for that garbage. So where are you yes. struggling? What is one action step you can take now that will help serve you in beating burnout? And those five pillars, like I always say, if you tell me how you're doing in those five pillars, I will know how well you're currently doing wow. in a state of flow, abundance, health, well-being. And so that tells a big picture towards your, your burnout blueprint. So fantastic. Oh, yeah. such great, wonderful, user-friendly tips. I love it. You also have a podcast called the Erica Diamond Podcast. I did listen to a bunch of the episodes. I listened to your first episode, which I thought was so cool, but oh the woman God. who knows all about podcasts and how to start them. And you asked such great salient questions about, so okay. really, if anyone wants to start a podcast out there, check out Erica Diamond's podcast number one on how to do it. It was really fabulous. I yes. listened to your most recent one on the girl with the addiction. Yeah. And of course, the one with your meditation and hypnotherapist guru. I love them all. And um, again, do you have a favorite? And I know they're all favorites. And I, I say the same thing. Yes, I would say I do. And it was actually really fun. Well, I love, I'm literally married to them all. They're on my podcast. I don't have a podcast every week. I have it. I do it when I want to do it. Like when it, I stopped doing it every week, I was like, I don't want to just interview someone because it's right. got to be timely because I want to. And so my favorite interviews was Sherry Salata. And that is because so Sherry Salata was the CEO of Harpo and Own. <sighs> like she's Oprah's, if you Google her, wow. she's kind of Oprah's number right-hand woman. For oh many, my. Many. Was that fabulous? So, oh. so if I tell you she was with Oprah, I don't know, almost all over 25 years or she was the EP, like she's the executive producer of the show. Wow. So talk about someone who has edited interviews with the most influential people in the world. <laughs> oh she did all of Oprah's stuff with every president, every, you know, 
Michael Jordan. I mean, anyone you can think of. So I think she was my second episode. So (laughs) I never ask people. So I'll tell you, whenever I finish an interview, I will never ask, how was that? I go in, I give it my best shot. But with her, I said, Sherry, only because like you've edited 10,000 interviews. I love feedback. This is a new show. Like, (laughs) how did I do? Right. I never, I never, never ask, how did I do? But I asked him like, Sherry, tell me, how was that? And so she said, Erica, you have a gift. She says, you get to the heart of the matter. She says, I would tell you, don't edit your show. The ums, the ahs, the stopping and pausing and stuttering and not knowing what comes next and the being in the moment is your gift. So don't, I know you want to be perfect and make it perfect. Don't make your show perfect. Make it real. Wow. Such good advice. Every guest who comes on my show knows it's a one take. If the doorbell rings, I'll wait for you to come back. If your phone rings, <laughs> we'll wait for you to put it on silent. It is real in the moment. There is no editing. It is just real life happening now. And so I took her advice. So wow. I have to say she is my favorite episode for that reason. But there are a lot of the interview with Mama B, the Ebby family, Rosanna B, and her recovery and, and talking about trauma and growing up and abuse and how she turned her trauma into comedy and entertaining, you know, mm. millions of people around the world. Like I just, we've had some amazing guests. Wow. Yeah, oh, no, I, I really enjoyed listening to it. You're really a dynamo, Erica. What drives you so relentlessly? I just, I mean, it's who I am. I wake up, I'm curious, I'm passionate and I'm driven by a love of what I do. And I'm lucky that I get to do different things every day. That's the joy is one day I work on global. The next day I'm in my life coaching practice, that I'm on a stage speaking, that I'm selling my bliss essential oils, that I'm teaching yoga, that I'm on your podcast. So (laughs) every single day is different. And so I don't have that monotony of going to the same job every day. I wake up and sometimes I don't know where I am, but but I love it. I'm, I'm able to do creative work and I'm able to be my own boss, which for me was something that's really hard because I'm always looking for the next speaking gig, the next sponsor, the next this, the next, you know, coaching client. So the life of an entrepreneur is (laughs) difficult, but I love the flexibility and the creativity and be able to give birth to ideas from scratch and see them manifest. And so I take the good and the bad and I'm driven by pure passion and purpose and joy. And so I love what I do. And the day that I stop loving what I'll do, I'll have to figure out what I'll do because I don't want to live not in passion and purpose, right? I want to find my bliss. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What is bliss for Erica Diamond? Yeah. So first of all, it's such a great word, right? It finding your bliss. Bliss to me means peace. It means calm and it means joy. So I find that if you come to visit my Instagram account, you'll either see me dancing. So you'll <laughs> either see like the up or you'll see the low, like the quiet, meditation and stillness. And so I find that I'm very yin and yang that way. I'm very up from joy and then I can be very calm. So to me, bliss would mean the balance of having both maybe. I don't know. That's how I envision it. It's being blissful. So being blissed out in Zen and it's being blissful listening to like your favorite song and dancing and moving your body and, and kind of being in flow. So that to me is what this is. It's the up and the down coming together. Love that. Love that. Is there one dream that you ultimately would still love to achieve in your career, in your life, in your world? I don't know. It's too soon to say. It would be to be able to have a kind of like my own show, my own TV show, to be able to take everything that I have visually and help people around the world. And that's about to happen. So I can't really share yet, but that has been my dream. And this year I manifested a book and I'm hoping I'm about to manifest being able to help people visually like on TV to be able to, you know, prioritize their self-care and change their lives. It's looking like it's happening. So when it does, Judy, I'll let you know. Will you come back? Will you come back on and tell me all about it? I'd love that. I love that. So it would really be able to help people in a new way. So of course I, you know, speaking on a stage or global or the blog or the book, but to be able to help someone to talk to them behind a TV screen and teach them how to take care of themselves and change their lives would be a dream. And I'm hoping it will happen. I'm hoping it's happening soon. So I see it. I I see. I totally visualize it. I see it. Absolutely. It should should be. We're just kind of finalizing stuff. So we'll see. That's so cool. I wish you the best of luck with it. And really, you're a blissful person. Like it's really wonderful to have you because it's you're helping make the world a better place, doing all the work that you do. Thank you so much, Erica. As are you. Thank you. What is the best way for people to contact you and connect with you on 
on social media. And of course, to get a copy of the List Your Goals journal. It's fabulous, guys. Thank you. So I'm really active on social media. I love when you talk to me. So please talk to me. I'm at ericadiamond.com. That's the website at Erica Diamond on Instagram, at Erica Diamond on Twitter. I'm Erica Diamond official on Facebook. I read all my messages. Nobody manages my account. It's all me. So drop me a DM. Like they say that cheesy saying, slide into my DMs. Slide into my DMs. I will lay you back. I don't think I've ever ignored one person. I love hearing from women and connecting. So ericadiamond.com, check out busytobliss.com. That's my 30-day course for women to change their lives. It's a mind and body transformation course. And if you're ready to level up your self-care every day, check out blissessential.co, which is my line of essential oils to sleep better, have more energy, increase immunity, and Mm. create less stress in your life. So sleep easy, stress-free, good vibes and immunity army. I love (laughs) that. I want to thank you so much, Erica Diamond. It's really been delightful having you here. It's been just like a conversation with an old friend. And uh, I just met you for the first time an hour ago. So great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We're going to go on a short commercial break. More with Finding Your Bliss and our singer-songwriter, Melissa Lauren, when we come back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're now joined by a very talented artist, and that is singer-songwriter Melissa Lauren. Melissa Lauren, as she puts it, wants to be heard. And not just because of my voice, her dazzling new jazz pop crossover gem, but the singer-songwriter's third album is really her most accomplished to date. And you bet she wants it to get heard, and it should be, because I've heard it, and it's wonderful. And her mission, as well as larger than that, as she explains, if there's an overarching theme to the albums, 11 songs, a mix of originals and thoughtfully selected covers, all expertly helmed by producer, mixer and multi-instrumentalist Tyler Amond. And I want to tell you what he's been the producer of as well. And that's Tyler Shaw, Alessia Cara and Matt Dusk. But really, it's about the boundaries that get in the way of communicating. And we can all relate to that during the pandemic. Nothing, as Melissa Lauren says, brings the boundaries together quite like a lockdown triggered by a global pandemic during which Lauren and musician husband Nathan Hiltz were marooned at home together, forced to contemplate themselves, not only their navels, but themselves way bigger than that, and each other as the comfortably distracting routines of daily life as we all know it had just evaporated and been eradicated. Yet by candidly distilling the experience into her songwriting, On My Voice, Lauren has created an album that serves as a musical touchstone for anyone struggling to articulate those challenges, good or bad, of managing close relationships during difficult times. Call it a sonic roadmap, she says. But I think we all can relate to this. Too much togetherness, not enough togetherness. It really challenged couples. Melissa Lauren, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your beautiful new album, My Voice. So excited for you to begin your tour in person. Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Let's talk about your new album, My Voice, which was just released, everyone, on September the 9th. And Melissa, you've said it was a tough time, as I just mentioned, for you and your husband. And you realized it all came down to feeling like you weren't being heard, to a lack of communication, And so many of us can relate to that. You've described it as signals getting crossed and misunderstandings happening. But you've said throughout it all, you can't give up trying to have your voice heard. And you mustn't forget to listen. Is that where the inspiration for your album, My Voice, came from? Definitely. Definitely. You know, like anything, it started as a 
personal. And then when you start to, you know, recognizing my own privilege and recognizing that I'm have it pretty good overall, if I'm struggling so much to have my voice heard, I can started to just think about the different scenarios in which other people must be, whether or not it's illuminated by the, you know, what was the lockdown at the time or just by other barriers in life. So yeah, definitely that's where it kind of sparked from. And of course you approach it from a personal level because that's how you get all that raw emotion in (laughs) and then took it kind of outwards. Absolutely. And so would you say that in a way you almost sublimated all of that, the communication stuff and all of that into this album? Like how did it manifest itself, everything you went through with your husband and this album? You know what? And I think the more I realize it and the more I talk about it, making something into quote unquote, well, quote unquote it for art, <laughs> um, you, uh, it does help that whole process of externalizing any type of internal problems you're having or external problems. Of course, it doesn't happen right away. I'm not going to pretend that like I get into a fight with someone and then <laughs> turn it into art right away. <laughs> but I think that it was a really good way of taking, slowing down some of those reactions. And so, for example, after, you know, getting into a fight with my spouse or um, feeling unheard or like we were miscommunicating, um, later down the line, contemplating what really was happening, turning it into something that's that's artful, which I'm lucky that I'm able to do. It was therapeutic to a certain degree. Of course. And then also just helped to kind of, it makes it easier to contextualize it after a little bit of space or make it a little bit more eloquent, I guess, after a little bit of space. Absolutely. You say there's something for everyone on this album musically that you can grab people who might not typically like jazz, while lyrically there are conversations almost everyone has had at some point in their life. And my voice dances between new and old and jazz and pop. You describe your music as singer-songwriter meets old classic standard jazz meets indie pop. Like, I'm loving this. And it really does. (laughs) That's really what your album is like. So can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. For me, because my background was uh, singing swing and jazz music, that was always a huge part of my, just my inclinations and my natural delivery. And for the longest time, I had a lot of trouble writing music that wasn't swing, which is nothing wrong with that, of course. So it was definitely intentional for several years to try to cross over into music that was accessible by people that weren't necessarily it's because you know, a small proportion of people my age grew up singing and listening to swing. <laughs> so, so finding a way to kind of bridge over, take elements of it and put it into more, you know, contemporary sounds was definitely intentional. But I tried to make sure that I was still coming at it from an honest point of where my own personal tastes were. So we, me and um, the producer definitely had fun kind of playing with that spectrum of like, mm, is this venturing too far into jazz lounge as this venturing to you know and while keeping it authentic and organic and liking it but that was that was fun it was fun to play with that you mentioned producers so your dazzling new album was produced by ace multi-instrumentalist tyler amond and of course this is the producer that has worked with people such as tyler shaw and alessia cara and matt dusk and it finds you exploring the ways in which we communicate with each other, you and your husband or anyone and their partner or don't, via 11 songs, perfectly reflecting the times. What are some of the brief highlights of your album that you'd like to share with us? One of my favorite ones is one of the tunes that I wrote that takes the perspective of a woman who is scorned or, you know, in my head, she was battered, that decides that she's going to poison her husband because a bird on her shoulder tells her to. So this was a really, really interesting, like it could be very, very dark, of course, just by the nature of the topic matter. So we really consciously tried to make it as theatrical as we could in certain, uh, to certain degrees that one, but I wanted it to still, you know, give it a little bit of that we used elements of kind of country swing mixed with he had strings that kind of sounded like saws, you know, and, and wow. <laughs> poetry kind of went for a Leonard Cohen vibe. It was really, that's one of my favorites and it's fun to perform live. That's so cool. And I, you know, I love, I mean, I of course love, I've got another song that I wrote for my husband. that's just duo on the album that is about two people that get lost from each other while in the same car. I love that one. Uh, wow. So yeah, we tried to really, be playful with the theme. And of course, there's songs that just feel really nice to sing as a singer. Um, you know, yeah. 
So awesome. Ironically, from the play sprang vibrant, mostly upbeat songs on my voice, which are exalted by an ace band, including hilts on various guitars and banjo, a monde on everything from bass to keyboards, mandolin to guitar, as well as drummer percussionist Dave McDougall, pedal steer player Kevin the General Neal, and mm-hmm. Jessica Deutsch on violin and viola. And at the center of it all has been said, and I, and I really see this, is your crystal clear emotive voice, which is almost like ethereal and otherworldly in its range. What are you hoping people will take away from this album? For this album, I literally was showcasing my voice, of course. <laughs> but I'd like to think that everyone, whatever you have to say, whatever you have to think, whatever you have to feel, that your voice at some point can be heard and that anything's possible. Some of the more positive songs are written from a perspective of youth and what I would want my daughter, who's you know six, to feel that her voice could be, um, the power it could have, the barriers it could face. And you can express it in a million different ways. You can express your voice through art. You can express it through silence. You can express it through asking for help. (laughs) That's the main message, I think. Love that. The title track on your album titled My Voice, beautiful title, is an original. (laughs) Can you set it up for us? Sure. This kind of is exactly what I was previously saying. This one is taken from the perspective of what I would want my daughter to think that her voice could be powerful, brave, fierce, quiet when it needs to be, contemplative, funny, all the different things the voice encompasses. And we're lucky that we had a choir accompany me on the video, which is really great. I'm so happy with the production of this. This is my voice. Without further ado, here's Melissa Lawrence singing my voice. Let's all have a listen. My voice is a fire. Due to international copyright law, podcasts are unable to include music. Music can only be played on the live radio broadcast. Finding Your Bliss airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. If you'd like to hear this artist's music, you can find the link to our Finding Your Bliss SoundCloud in the episode description. That was so gorgeous, Melissa. <laughs> what you. a gorgeous song and what a beautiful voice. I love that it's called My Voice. It's just really... <laughs> Keep it literal. Yeah. I, that wasn't too hard to think about that one. <laughs> that's really gorgeous. Just briefly on songwriting, because anybody that's listening that maybe wants to be a songwriter or is a songwriter and is stuck, you say that there was something different about the way you work this time. So I'm just wondering how you treated songwriting this go around and how you came up with the songs and the inspiration and ideas for this album. You know, it's interesting because over the years, it's it changed. Some songs were approached from melody. I find that for me, a hook or a melody or even just the beginning for one of the first singles for the day we stopped, for me, it was just the first line that shaped the rest of the song which is kind of often the case for me, to be honest. It's uh, more kind of the beginning of, and then I, rather than kind of doing a chorus first, but usually it's a line that just sticks in my head and then I build a song around it. One thing that's super important to me is just always have a device around because you never remember it. Even if you notate it, it's never quite the same as when you first sing it. So that's usually how I would start a song, just from a line. However, a lot of songs came, some of them came just out organically and they just wrote themselves, where some had to be Frankensteined a little bit, you know, uh, <laughs> where I, I, what's missing from this song? Why, why does it feel weird at the bridge section? And then I realized, oh, I wrote a beautiful bridge for this. I just didn't put it in the song yet, you know? So, so there is a little bit of that. I figure as long as it's coming from me somewhere, it's still, you know, somewhat of an organic process. And, and I do a lot of listening, listening huge to songwriting, listening for inspiration when I'm feeling, you know, depleted. So brilliant. What a great thing to do during a pandemic, create an album this fabulous. Like it kind of makes it all worth it. You're right. It's, yeah, it was for sure. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm not going to go through all the tour dates, but you are touring all across Canada. Can you just tell us briefly where people can find it? Because I know you're going to be in Saskatoon and Calgary and Vancouver and Edmonton. Where can people find the dates to all of your yes. tour dates? MelissaLaurenMusic.ca. All my tour dates are up there. We did a little Eastern Canada and US tour that was great. And I'm looking forward to doing more in the West in November. So you can find all that on the website. And all, I'm on all the socials, you know, Melissa Lauren 3, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> but yes, you can find it on my website. That's just fabulous. I love all of your music, but there was something about your cover of the song Insensitive by Jan Arden that really just sent me... What motivated you to cover this song? Well, this is one of those songs when I was younger, I loved it. It was it's a quintessential breakup song of the of the 90s. However, I was too young to have gone through breakups. And I, I find it funny now thinking about myself, you know, crying in my room, listening to this song <laughs> with absolutely no 
no context. <laughs> but, you know, later in life, definitely understood it more. It's a beautifully written song by Anne Laurie. And even Jan Arden talks about how she discovered her songwriting. It's just so sad. It's so raw. It's so real. It's so young, but it's the type of heartbreak that doesn't matter how old you are, you can feel it the same. So a young 10 year old can feel heartbreak, you know, and that it's all relative. And I I think that's the songwriter of this talks about how she wrote it after a summer of bartending at a resort or something. And, you know, the waiter, they had a fling for a month and then he left and just how that kind of context of that youthful optimism that's crushed to uh. an adult that loses someone after years and years of marriage, it, it all feels, you could feel it in the same way, yes. you know? So that's, so that's why I, I just love the song and I wanted to dig into that. And we did, I think. Well, I actually love your voice in this. Like it's crazy how good it is. So let's all <laughs> have a listen to a clip of the song insensitive Melissa Lawrence cover. Let's have a listen. How do you That was so beautiful. Oh my God, I could listen to you sing that all day. That was so gorgeous. It's sad. (laughs) It's sad, but beautiful. But But we all love that, right? We love sad and beautiful. It's the best. What is bliss for Melissa Lauren? Oh, bliss changes for me. (laughs) Right now, bliss is my daughter and being able to relax with her when everything's so fast. And I, I have to catch myself. It's, it goes by so fast and we move so fast in our reactions and our instincts and our getting rushing or for everything. I feel like we're always rushing. So I really find those times when we're just sitting still and not worrying about time. That's bliss for me. Laughing with her like I'm seven. <laughs> I so relate to that. I just got back from a trip to New York visiting my daughter, who's a singer and musical theater performer. And even at 22, it's like it's still that feeling exactly as you've described. Oh. Just love and just savoring every single minute. It's it's the best. Yeah, it's sure. so wonderful. I want to thank you so much, Melissa, for being on the show today. It was so great having you. What is the best way for people to connect with you on social media? I know you mentioned it earlier, but for those just tuning in now to contact you, connect with you and get your beautiful music and this album. Absolutely. Please do. Melissa Lauren music.ca and Melissa Lauren three is my Instagram. And you can find all my handles and everything on the website. I'd love to hear people's responses to songs. So feel free to send me a message and I'm on Bandcamp and every thing and all the different socials. So I'd love to connect. Will you come back again and share more music? Because I yes. love your voice. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you so much, Judy. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank it you for fun. having me. It was so much fun. Thanks for being here. Each week, we spotlight a singer, songwriter, and musician on the show. If you're a singer, please reach out to us. And if you're an author, artist, yoga, meditation, or mindfulness expert, or really anyone who has found and is following their bliss, we'd love to hear from you. Also, what did you love about today's show? Are there any guests or topics that you would love us to feature on Finding Your Bliss? Please write to us at fyb at findingyourbliss.com. I'm also a life coach, so if I can help you in any way, let me know. You can reach out and contact me at findingyourbliss.com slash coaching. I'm also on Insight Timer, the number one free meditation app. So check that out. And of course, you can always follow us on Instagram at The Bliss Minute and on Facebook, The Bliss Minute. In Bliss News, we are so excited to announce our phenomenal giveaway courtesy of Erica Diamond and her awesome new book entitled List Your Goals Journal 100 Lists to inspire and motivate your growth. The book is really fabulous. And to win a copy of it, all you have to do is go to my Instagram page at The Bliss Minute, like and save the contest post, tag two friends and follow at The Bliss Minute and at Erica Diamond. The contest is live right now and closes next Tuesday, October 25th at 6 p.m. Good luck, everyone. I would like to thank all of our wonderful guests, Erica Diamond and Melissa Lauren for being on the show today. Also, thank you to Mag Ruffman, Siobhan Kiley, producer and audio engineer, Nayira Amani, senior editor, Lauren Kaminsky, video editor, Sierra Brown Rodriguez, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. For everyone here, I'm Judy Lee Brack, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.